This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back. Wendy's Big Show, served up hot and fresh a Wednesday edition. Tim Allen in for Sparky. He's uh, vacationing, if you will, taking some time off. And uh, it's his birthday today. Hit him up on Twitter. Wish him a happy 44th. Uh, Leroy Butler is here. Gary Ellerson is here. And we hit the great Midwest Bank hotline and welcome in Eric Name covering the Bucks. You can find him on Twitter, Eric underscore Name. He is also author of the book, 100 Things Bucks Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die. It's a good deal, too. I won't I won't say the price, Eric, name, but uh, looking forward to that read. As uh, four scenarios uh, set out, Gary Ellerson, about the uh, Bucks and the NBA. Yeah, uh, Eric, so what's this we're hearing about these all these scenarios for the Milwaukee Bucks that you just put out there? I mean, I'm thinking they should just keep it like it is. If they try anything different, I think that would be bad for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, so I think the tough part with all of this is there are, I mean, money at all times, right? Like that's that's how any of this stuff gets discussed. But, you know, there's a number of local TV deals that have, uh, you know, a certain requirement for the – number of games that you need to televise during the regular season. So the league was, you know, going back and forth on some stuff, and then all of a sudden you know, you've got to get to 70 games or something like that. So I, to me, that's largely where the discussion of any of these other formats come in. Uh, I think if there aren't any of those local TV deals that, you know, like the Lakers have one where they're supposed to get to 70, uh, and a bunch of these teams are at 67 games or 63 games, that's where the idea of, well, maybe we'll play a, a couple other games. And the players have been very, uh, you know, very sh- kind of strict in saying, like, hey, we don't want to go right into playoff games. We need games to get us into that as well. So I think that's where some of the ideas of doing things other than going straight to the playoffs comes from. But ultimately, I just think there, there's far too much risk involved in bringing in I mean, many more than 20 teams. Like, I, I, I'm of the belief that should just be 16 teams, play the playoffs how you normally play the playoffs and try to get this thing done. But uh, obviously there's going to be teams that feel like they deserve a chance to make the playoffs. There's going to be uh, owners that want to make the money locally. There's going to be a, a bunch of other things that you have to balance. So there's always going to be those people that push back. But, I mean, I think in the end – if you bring all 30 teams to a single site, uh, you've just increased the risk of a potential outbreak of, you know, of this, of this virus getting into 
every nook and cranny of everything you have set up at Walt at the Walt Disney World Resort, where it just puts so many more people in danger. Like if you half that from the beginning, if you start with sixteen teams instead of thirty teams, <clears throat> you've already cut it in half. If you just do the playoffs like normal, after two weeks, because you can play every other day, there's no there's no need for two day breaks in between games. There's no travel time. You play every other day. You have even if even if every series goes seven games, you're done in less than two weeks. So in two weeks, you get to half the entire population that you have there. So I think ultimately all of these different formats, all these different ideas come up. But I think in the end, everyone's going to realize that hey, like this, the risk of bringing in more teams, doing these other things, just isn't worth it. And then you know, I think on top of it. Uh, there's this idea that this season is going to have an asterisk. And to me, the asterisk only becomes bigger if you do something weird, if you do something different with the plan. Right, right. Like, at, at least if you, if you keep everything the same, you can say, hey, it was a 65-ish game season, and we played the playoffs like we normally do, seven-game series just like we normally do, Eastern and Western Conference just like we normally do. And then all of those, those asterisk questions kind of go away because – Certainly people remember, oh, you know, there was a lockout in 99, there was a lockout in 2012. They remember that, but when I tell you Tim Duncan won five NBA championships, are you going to say, well, I don't know, it was four and a half because one came in a lockout game. No one says that. When we talk about the championships LeBron won, no one talks about the fact that one of them happened in a lockout season. Like, those things don't really come away. The details fade as time passes. So uh, I think if you can do anything possible to keep this as normal as possible, that makes the situation better. Yeah, I, for me, it was if they bring the guys down, uh, well, uh, Disney World opens up uh, July 11th, so they got to get moving if they're going to go down there because you would think they'd bring each guy's family down and at least you have to bring one chef for rich people like Gary like to have his chef travel with him. But, you know, I want to ask a question, Eric, that I don't think anybody's ever asked. What about the media? Where will you guys stay if you're going to oh, cover? Oh, my guy. My guy, Leroy, worried about it? me. I appreciate it. Yes. <laughs> you're the only guy that knows about Giannis. I got to make sure you are on point. They got to take care of you guys and make sure you guys can get in and out of the arena without. I know they're gonna probably have temperature checks and all that, but I mean the safety of you guys is very important. Well, first of all, I appreciate that. It's about time someone else worried about me. So I, I that's I'm, right. I always knew you had my back, but this is next level stuff. Uh, but I guess for us, it, to me, it is all the questions remain the same, right? Like, you know, how are we gonna stay safe? Um, how are we, I mean, even whether or not you're worried about me, how are you going to keep the players safe from me, essentially? Like, I, right, I can't right. be yeah. going around all over the place and doing whatever I want to do. Like, I'm, if I get to go there, I'm going to have to follow the same rules. I'm going to have to make sure that I'm in a safe zone. I'm also going to have to get mm-hmm. tested to make sure that I'm not Absolutely. bringing the virus onto the campus. So uh, I think the big thing with media is just going to be, ultimately probably limiting it some, but, I, you know, I've been thinking about it a little bit in the last couple of days. If there are no fans, you know, the only way people get to find out about this, to Absolutely. understand what's going on there, is if there are many people there. And again, like I, I live a very privileged life, and I don't want anyone to think that 
I'm saying I have to be there or anything. But, like, if you do want this to be covered well, if you don't have fans there, if you want that experience shared, like, you are going to have to let some media members in there. So um, I think we're, we're pretty low on the, on the list of priorities to figure out. But, I mean, in the end, the reason they can make $900 million on playoff games is the media. Because they can yeah, play the games on but, TV. And but names, right? so. look at it like this. The politicians, even the president have a press corps, they travel with him. You guys right. would travel with the team and would be sequestered with the team. You would be, all the team people will be together. Each, you know, writers in each area have their beat right. writers. I mean, that wouldn't and, cost and, a lot. I mean, and they got to treat y'all the same. Right. And in an empty arena, like, I don't think it's, all that difficult right. to keep right, us right. away from anybody. And, you know, if this means you just partition off a small portion where you do the press conference and I get to yell at somebody from 15 feet away to ask a question, like, that's cool. Like, we're going to have to make some sacrifices and do things a little bit different. But in the end, like, I don't think anyone uh, is really going to be, you know, complaining about, our rights or what we're able to do or anything like that. Like, I think all of us would be, you know, very lucky to get a chance to, to cover something we've never seen before. And I mean, this is kind of what we live for to be able to tell people and tell stories uh, that we've never told before. And that's, that's obviously what would be happening here. Eric name covers the bucks. You can check him out on Twitter, Eric underscore name. And uh, Eric, let me ask you this. I I know uh, safety and we, We've all mentioned that. You just mentioned that and everything. With some of the NBA plans here, is it uh, finalized that they will start, restart, and finish the season down in Orlando? Or would it be, hey, if, and we all know things are fluid as well, if there is an opportunity that all the NBA cities are open for business, has there been any discussion at all if things do go right and we end up having some fans? At the Fiserv? It, it seems incredibly unlikely, just because I don't think the the league can feel confident locking down a, a smaller facility like, like Walt Disney World Resorts, and they can lock down their people and, you know, as the guys are joking about, a chef or whoever else needs to come with. Like, I think the NBA can feel pretty confident locking that down, but I think they would feel less confident being able to lock down I guess it would be 16 separate arenas around the league. So, I mean, I think they're always going to be open to, hey, if things progress quicker and we can get things safer than we thought we could and we can actually get an arena, let's do it. Uh, but ultimately, this is, this is a spot where they really have to prioritize player safety yeah. and really have to make sure that they can can lock down one spot, and I, I think that's a large part of the reason why we've seen the conversation shift from possibly two locations, with one in Las Vegas and one in Orlando, to just one in Orlando. Like I think they feel more confident that if there are fewer variables to control, they can lock it down more effectively. Yeah, Gary, Gary real quick, yeah. I, I just want to spike this in here. Um, spike it. Uh-oh, spike no, it on no, so, Spike it, Timmy. So, <laughs> at what point is it is it going to impact negatively the following season. I mean, don't they have to have some sort of end date on this to say, okay, the pandemic hit us, and it's certainly affected the 2019-2020 season, 
but let's not have this really super affect the 21-22 season. Yeah, from the beginning, and I guess I'm a little bit cynical, uh, or maybe a lot of bit cynical if you talk to my friends. Uh, you know, I've always thought the league has wanted to to shift the schedule to a Christmas Day start, where they feel like, hey, the start of the regular season doesn't even have to compete against the NFL. We can have pretty much our own time. Obviously, there'll be NFL playoffs and stuff like that, but we can own Christmas Day, start our season then, and roll from there. And from the beginning, I've, I've kind of always said, and again, this is pretty cynical, but in my head it's just like, well, if they've wanted to do this, they've had these conversations in the last couple of years, this is kind of the perfect opportunity. So uh, I think there's, there's no pushback really from just about anyone around the league about pushing that next season back to a Christmas Day start. And that is really allowing them to, I'm not going to say just, totally disregard deadlines, but it is allowing them to bump things back and really take their time on this in ways that, you know, like Major League Baseball, I don't think they can. If they want to, if Major League Baseball wants to get half of the season in, they pretty much have to start on the 4th of July or July 15th. Like, if if the NFL wants to get the season in, they got to start getting to camp in the middle of July or at the start of August. Like, all of those those leagues, I think, have a little bit more pressure than the NBA where they know, hey, we can get in, get out, get two months done, and then take a couple months off, get into the next season, still do it by Christmas Day, own Christmas Day, and then just run forward from there. So that's, mm. that's the biggest thing and why they, I think, are a little bit more comfortable with flexible deadlines than some of the other leagues. Nate, let me ask you about, because things are changing, I also saw somewhere that, Maybe Kevin Durant is going to be ready to play. Doesn't that put a look different spin on the East? <laughs> uh, yeah, it, w- it would definitely put a little bit different spin on the East. I mean, there are the reports I've seen of Kevin Durant actually playing this season are pretty much, to me, people saying, man. I feel like he'd really, it'd be really tough for him to say no at this point. Like, if he's healthy to go, it'd be really tough for him to say no, as opposed to how he's actually feeling, because, you know, people close to him have said he's just not going to play this year. Um, so I, I don't think he would end up playing, even if this does get pushed back to, let's say, an August 1 start for the season, or for the postseason, excuse me. I still don't think he plays. Um, but yeah, if he's playing, if Kyrie Irving's playing, that really changes things around in the Eastern Conference. Like, all of a sudden, the Raptors, who, who would have thought, okay, a seven-seed Nets team, maybe it's a little bit difficult, but we'll get through it. All of a sudden, you, you're playing Kevin Durant, who the last time we saw him on the floor was one of the best, if not the best player in the NBA. So like, that would change things significantly. Um, luckily for the Bucks, it, they wouldn't line up against the Nets uh, in any format, whether they seed it 1-16, through 16, whether they seed it 1-8 through eight in the Eastern Conference. They wouldn't match up with the Nets, so the Bucks would, would be able to avoid that uh, for a while. But uh, ultimately, I don't think it's it's really real that he'll end up coming back for this postseason. All right, Eric, take it easy. We appreciate the time. We'll talk again, okay? That sounds good. Stay safe out there, fellas. All right, All right there, name. There Take he care, is, Eric. You just call him Name, right? Name. Name. That's it. <laughs> Eric Name. Author of the book, 100 Things Bucks Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die. You can check him out on Twitter. 
as he uh, covers the box. It's Eric underscore name, and he joined us here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Has your passion outgrown your home? A Great Midwest Bank renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. Been at this three hours today, gentlemen, and we'll pick a lane with Great Lakes Dragway. You're listening to the Wendy's Big Show, served up hot and fresh. Leroy Butler, Gary Ellerson, Tim Allen in for Sparky today here. AM 1250 and 105.7 FM, The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.